welcome to the North Bank podcast, where I'm joined by Chris. Just me tonight, I'm afraid. Just Chris. Yep. We're a man down and it was a late, a late pullout. So we haven't had uh, an opportunity to find a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Brady pulled out, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Bless him. Better health soon, Steph. Yeah. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> and Chris, last time we were on, you had a bit of a heavy dose of man flu. How's that? Yeah, I'm kind of coming out of it now, kind of through the other side. No increase in sort of sympathy levels from the <laughs> wife. Still just looks and rolls her eyes whenever I sniffle. So I've got my tissues here, um, prepared. <laughs> well, I appreciate the effort and I'm sure all our listeners do too. Listen, I, Other, I have to o- confess. Otherwise it would be just me. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, you know, for any females listening, I do accept. I hold my hands up. Um, our pain threshold is lower <laughs> than that of females. I have to confess that, you know, my wife's tough and uh, comes from good, solid Irish stock where the mother was uh, a nurse and would just refer to all men as malingerers whenever they had, you know, they were in their hospital beds. Ah, come on, get out of bed now, will you? Kind of You've thing. got a good leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that one? So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going to push it too hard on that. Well, I'm delighted you're here. <coughs> Thank you. There you go. Uh, big, big cough in the background yeah. for, for, for dramatic effect. But I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll soldier on. Right. So ostensibly we're looking forward to the Chelsea game on Saturday. Mm. We're, we're chatting on Thursday evening, but it's probably Friday morning um, before you guys are listening to this. There's not a lot in, the t- in, in relation to actual team news or injury updates because, well, because Arteta, basically, mm. and um, for, from Chelsea's perspective, because well, their injury list is as long as their f- available list. Um, and who knows who's available for their team? Predicting their starting 11 will be a bit of a, yeah. a kind of stab in the dark, perhaps. So I was looking around for any little tidbits of information in the Arsenal world, and I wrote down very little and... And I, I came up with the African Cup of Nations was my first kind of um, stop off. I did what you were talking about before we started recording. I went on the old aggregators and oh. clicked on clicked on news now. And I tell you what, listen to looking at the um, the headlines and the clickbait efforts there. We're an amazing club. We're linked with like 43, 120 million pound players at the moment. Yep. It's great. Did, how many times <laughs> did the word wonder kid appear in inverted commas? <laughs> You know, is that, that, and I'm sure people listening will know what we're talking about. The aggregators like news now where when there's a break in, in play and we've got a couple of weeks off and you're desperate for Arsenal news and you end up going there as a last resort to try and find out anything, any updates. <laughs> and you just end up being sucked into that, that wormhole of clickbait. Yeah. It's incessant. I bet you clicked every single one of them. All though. of them. All of them. Windows pop ups everywhere. I've I've signed up for all sorts of Viagra and <laughs> Right. This is the, this is what happens to the conversation when Steph's not here. <laughs> yeah, he'll put us on the straight um, and narrow. Right. So the African Cup of Nations, I looked at who were who were going to be missing out on in January and it's El Nenny and Party. And I thought, oh, Party's a bit of a mm. a bit of a loss if he's kind of worked his way into our best eleven. So to make myself feel better, I just checked to see who Man City are losing in January. Mm. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Like, great. So that didn't quite make me feel better. And Newcastle also lose nobody. They're the only two teams that are currently not going to lose anybody. Um, so there was that to look forward to in January, which might give a bit more gravitas to the 
the rumours of like Douglas Louise or Calvin Phillips, where we are going to be shorn of a you know first team uh, midfielder in party. Mm. So maybe maybe a January move might be with a view to kind of counteracting the negative impact of that. And if it's players we were already looking at in terms of Douglas Lewis, I don't know. I'm it's conjecturing. Mm. Do do you think? I mean, in terms of upsetting the kind of harmony within the camp, uh, unless it's seen as a longer term thing for a party replacement kind of thing. It, it, and I think that would be the case. That would have to be the case because you don't because want to stop gap. He is quite injury prone as well, isn't he? So. Oh yeah, I mean that we've so we've he, known, and would probably. You know, there were good arguments over the summer about whether we should let him go for that reason. And those reasons still exist, as we've discovered in the last couple of months. And it's a shame because as soon as he came onto the pitch oh, against Man City, oozing I, I relaxed. Yeah. I relaxed. It was it was palpable, instant. Also, an interesting little story about Jude Bellingham. We actually came very close to signing oh, him. And this is not don't. a Wenger story. This is not a Wenger story. This is when he was playing for Birmingham under-14s. We'd agreed with the club £500,000 compensation, which we were prepared to pay for him. Um, but for some reason, and I don't state what this reason was, there was a 48-hour delay at our end in getting the paperwork together. <laughs> and in that 48 hours, he signed on with Birmingham. It was a fax, now, wasn't it? It was probably a fax. They, they do things <laughs> by probably, fax, don't yes. they? I mean, it was only six years ago because he is only 20, but... Um, Oh, but I just thought I'd never heard that before. I mean, we, we've heard about the Ronaldo and yeah. Ibrahimovic and Yaya Toure Torre. and all the other plays that we missed out on. But um, I hadn't heard the Jude Bellingham one, but, you know, that's apparently true. Um, the other thing I picked up on that was of mild interest, have you heard of the Opta supercomputer? Is this to do with where teams are in the, where they've over or underperformed and what their true position should be? That's part of it. They 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 also do like um, they work out a win percentage potential f game by game for teams. So Let's have it. I obviously looked at the the title. I'm going to return to the Opta supercomputer with regards to Arsenal Chelsea uh, later on. But for now, what I looked up was our percentage chance of winning the title according to the Opta supercomputer. Okay. After the last international break, so four games ago. After in September, we had a 2.8% chance of winning the title. Ugh. Now, after this international break, so obviously post Man City, we're up to the dizzying heights of 11.8% chance of winning the title. Uh, I thought that was mildly interesting. Oh, but the, the, there was another website, and I can't remember the name of it now, that, that did this very thing of, of giving you the odds of likelihood. And I was obsessed with it when we were closing in, shall we say, on the title last year, and it was up to, you know, 50, 60%, yes, 70%. That's right, yeah. And it's as bad as news now in that respect. <laughs> it just sucks you in and... And one game and it's gone. Exactly. And you just, oh, I'm <laughs> never going to come back to this thing. And then you win and you're straight back on it. So, no, keep it away from me. Oh, you've frozen. You froze yeah, you froze as, you froze as well. We've, we've uh, broken the internet. I've no idea what you were saying. So I don't know I'm sure where to it, go with that. I'm sure it was crap. Just laugh and carry on. <laughs> okay. In the absence of Steph, I did get him to uh, message through a few bits and bobs that he wanted us to cover. So I've got a Steph's stats section. Say that when you've had a drink. 
Opta suggests Chelsea's XG for and against means they should be third, not 12th mm. in the league. Mm -hmm. So finishing is a problem for them. Uh, I know that Nick Nicholas Jackson's missed a couple of gilt-edged chances, but I actually, I've got a stat that rebuffs that a little bit. So Opta saying that they're, based on their XG, they should be third, not 12th, which makes them a far trickier opponent on, sun, on Saturday than going away to the team currently sitting 11th. But they've also had the easiest run of fixtures yeah. so far. Yeah. So, you know, they're coming off the back of two wins, but that's like Burnley and Fulham. Yeah. They've only played Liverpool of the big seven. We've played three. You know, I know they've all been at home, Spurs, City and United. Mm -hmm. um, but they've, so they've had the easiest run of games. And another Steph stat, Pochettino has never lost a home game against Arsenal. Played six, won three, drawn three. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that stat, Steph, thanks. No, but then those kind of stats I sort of... Not not dismissed totally, but I just think, well, they're the sort of things that are there to be broken. It's like us having the best derby record. We haven't lost in, what is it, 14 derbies? Oh. We're going to lose one, okay? I'm sorry to break it to you, but those kind of stats, I just, I don't want to be too obsessed with because, again, it drives me mad. Well, I put too well, much credence the into them. What's well, gone? That is the th That is the third Steph stat that we are unbeaten in our last 15 London derbies, winning 11 and drawing four. So that's got to come to an end at some point, hasn't it? Yeah. I must admit, I'm not, I'm a bit nervy about this game on Saturday. Mm. I was more, much more confident home to City than away to Chelsea, funnily enough. I don't know why that is. It's probably because we've been burnt by Chelsea, even though we have got a good record recently, but they have been, well, they've been a dominant force in the last 20 years. So it's kind of understandable, isn't it? Mm. Well, let's look at Chelsea then and their current position. They're, they're 11th on 11 points. They've won three, drawn two, lost three. They've scored 11 and they've conceded seven. I've written down their danger men. Sterling seems to be having a good season back to something akin his his, his old form. Mm. Nicholas Jackson, striker. I mean, I, he scored in their last game. I, I kind of hear more about his misses than his goals, but I, I don't want to... You mean his wife? Under... <laughs> But um, Sorry, yep. that's very good. <clears throat> I'm here very all week. Good. Yep. <laughs> Cole Palmer seems to be doing really well. Uh, I read a, an article where someone suggested that Manster, Pep, Pep is regretting the decision to sanction that sale, mm. that he's turned out to be a lot better, a lot quicker than he thought he might be. Obviously, Enzo Fernandez, And again, as a, a, a nod to Steph in his absence, the narrative all over Mudrick. Yeah, I'm sure Steph is, is freaking out over that one. <laughs> Yeah, he's bound to come back and, you know, he scored, um, I, I saw the goal he got for um, Ukraine um, midweek. Absolutely stupendous goal. And then I, I realised it was against Malta. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, well, okay. But if he does score, he needs to watch his undercarriage, doesn't he? According to um, Zinchenko. Oh. Have you heard the quote? No, go on. Zinchenko said of his Ukrainian teammate, if he scores on Sunday, I will rip his balls off. <laughs> oh, my awful Ukrainian accent there, but yeah. Was he smiling with that? No, he's deadly serious. He... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so looking to the actual Chelsea lineup, I visited quite a few Chelsea fan sites uh, this afternoon, part of my penance. And... Um, it's difficult because of their injury list and we don't know who's available. I've heard conf conflicting reports on Rhys James, for example. Some saying he's mm. playing, some saying he's had a setback. 
and people can't really agree, but the consensus starting 11 for them will be Sanchez in goal, mm-hmm. Gusto and Car- is it Colwell? What's the English guy's name? Levi? Yeah, Levi Colwell, yeah. At left back. And then um, Silver and Desazi, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Desazi, yeah. He's back from his suspension. So that's the back four. A midfield three, Caicedo, Enzo Fernandez, and, and Gallagher. Mm. And a front three of Palmer and Sterling uh, flanking Jackson through the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite... It, I mean, it's an expensively assembled team. It's the £100 million midfield there. You've got Caicedo and Fernandez, both £100 million plus. Yeah. They don't seem to have a clinical goal scorer. The XG kind of supports that. But you were saying earlier about the midfield matchup you think it would be won and lost there yeah that's where I feel that's where they're strongest and they've possibly seen less churn in their team so that that would be my concern and that I'm sure when we come to the the way that we set up we'll kind of address that and why we're keen to see the players that we've chosen for because I think we've all agreed on the same team so yeah for for me that's where the battle will be won and lost and they're not going to be lumping it long yeah, I don't know his physicality, uh, Jackson. Like, he, he looks quite, he's got a bit of presence, but I don't think that's his game, is it? No. I don't think so. Well, I know. I, I don't think that's their game. Who in that team are you worried about then? Who do you, apart from the narrative with Mudrick, who, who in that team? So like you look at Man City coming to us last uh, two weeks ago and you're thinking, right, okay, De Bruyne, Rodri, two danger, you know, two very you know huge players, they're missing, right. But Haaland's there, Foden's there. Um, Sil- uh, Silver played, um, Alvarez mm. played. You know, you, you could look at any one of those players and think, yeah, they, they could really harm us. They could damage us in a moment, like out of nothing. Who kind of fills that yeah. role for you looking ahead to Chelsea? It would be Sterling. And simply because he's hurt us in the past and he hasn't gone bad overnight. He's, he's taken a bit of time to adjust. And who wouldn't in such a dysfunctional Chelsea setup, but he seems to be coming good and he would be my uh, my danger man. Ben White, you mentioned last week if you had a concern about Ben White, it was against a pacey a pacey winger. Yeah. What he does is he is a very intelligent player. What he lacks in natural pace, he makes up for with his intelligence, his positioning, his anticipation. Uh so I don't expect to see him skinned every time. Sterling comes down the wing, but he'll need some support from from. And he'll get it. He's got Saliba there, hasn't he? So, um, and Mm -hmm. and again, when we looked at our own starting eleven, he might have a bit more support because I think we'll go with Party and Rice together Mm -hmm. as maybe as a a away game at a big six. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil. We're going to do that later. (laughs) Um, I don't think it'll come as too much of a surprise (laughs) to anyone. To be fair, no. Okay, look, let's take a little break there. When we come back, we'll. We'll focus on us and, the, and the, the, the team we think will set out against them. All right, see you in a bit. Welcome back to the North Bank Podcast. Now it's a look forward to our team selections for Saturday. Yes. I don't know how many I need to work out. What, eight league games, three times eight, 24. We've had 24 goes at this and not got it right once. I have complete confidence that this is the day, this is the game that we're going to get it right. Mm. So in Steph's absence, I'll, I'll, I'll read you through his team and then you can hit us with yours. So mm. he's gone for Raya in goal. Back four picks itself, White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko. 
He's gone for Party, Rice, and Erdegaard in mid as a as a midfield three. He's gone for Saka. He has pointed out that if Saka's not fit, he'll yeah. play um Enketia in his place, but not in that position. But Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli would be his front three. Obviously, if Saka's not fit, he'd put Jesus wide right and Eddie yeah. through the centre. So that, that's his that's his starting eleven. What about yours? Exactly the same. I'll pull no punches here, but yeah, exactly the same. And as we touched on earlier, couldn't help but touch on earlier, having security of party there makes me feel a lot more confident. I wouldn't be too disappointed if he wasn't fit and Jorginho started there, provided we kind of rock into that double pivot that we did against City, yeah. that particularly out of possession. I, I don't think we need to do that with party because or he and rice can play two men's role basically two two men's roles four, four roles. roles yeah <laughs> that's it we only need eight players so yeah basically that would be my exactly the same setup and with the caveat of Saka as well. What about Havertz back at Chelsea narrative uh, on on narrative. the bench? Yeah, great narrative, but he's on the bench for me and if he comes on it's going to be uh, in the forward role either to whether we're in need of a goal or whether we're protecting a lead but not as a starter I guess he comes on in either of those scenarios yeah. doesn't he yeah. because he can hold the ball up he can he's an outlet. Kind of in, 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 yeah enhance ball retention or he can be another another body in the box up front if we need to and he's used to that that's his has been his thing and the fact that he's played it before means that we can do it without too much hesitation whereas it's going to take time for him to bed into this midfield role yeah well i've picked the same starting 11 mm. so all three the same so watch arteta play ramsdale yeah yeah uh, Ramsdale has read an interview with him today where he he said it's not been easy that he has had you know real kind of low points in this last um, couple of months. Obviously, there's the issue of securing his or safeguarding his place in the England squad ahead of the Euros, and he he hasn't. I think Steph said last week he hasn't done anything to warrant being dropped. It's just I don't know. Arteta saw an opportunity to to get Riot. We've been after him before. Obviously, see something along with the goalkeeping coach in Raya that Ramsdale hasn't quite got. Maybe that's the, mm. the 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 possession on the ball, like the playing as a sweeper, keeper almost, or mm -hmm. you know that, that high risk game that we played against City and got away with it mm -hmm. big time in the first 10, 15 minutes. But then he grew into that, and he'll get a lot of confidence from that. So, so really, he should start, but. Yeah, <laughs> we're second guessing Arteta. I'm I, I'm sure uh, Raya will start that game. In terms of the score, hmm. Steph has gone amazingly. I'm sure he didn't he didn't type this in the message, but I'll I'll put the words in his mouth. He's going to err on the side of a one nil win for us. So um, didn't he change which, his mind? Didn't he go? Or was it one nil win straight away? He won one oh, little win. Oh, it was. Oh, do you know who there I'm thinking are. of? Ian Wright. I Ian, oh. Wright <laughs> Ian Wright made it. I mean, it's easy I, to confuse the two. I mix up Steph and Ian Wright all <laughs> yeah. the time. Like... Yeah. So Ian Wright went 3-1, I think, and then went, no, 2-1. <laughs> Keep himself in check. What's your What's your score? <sighs> had Had Steph not said 1-0, I would have said 1-0 as well. But I'm, I, I fancy us to keep the clean sheet. 
more hope than expectation. But I'm just going to mix it up and say 2-0 to us. 2-0. As I said to you a bit earlier, I'm I'm more nervous about this game than I was about Man City. I don't understand that. I'm just It's just the way it is. I, I was much more confident ahead of the City game. This game I'm a little bit more nervous or anxious about, but I've still got us down as a two, for a 2-1 win. Hmm. So we've all gone for a, a win. 2-1 me, 1-0 Steph, 2-0 Chris. Right. At this point, I need a, a shout out to one of our listeners who has quite confidently stated that we're going to win 4-0. <laughs> so cheers for that, Dan. I really hope you're right. <laughs> I love what you're drinking, Dan. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, just revisiting the Opta supercomputer. This is their kind of win percentage for this game. Now, bearing in mind Arsenal are away from home. There's a 36% chance Arsenal will win and a 34% chance Chelsea will win. <sighs> so it's quite tight. So a draw. We, none of us have gone for a draw. No. I've... Which says a lot about us, I guess, as in the team. But do you know what? It's these stat things again. And when the game kicks off, you're not going to be thinking about our win percentage and what Opta is thinking, are you? You're going to be, the, the eyes will tell you. Can I just run a stat by you, which means more to me than any of the stats that we've been talking about? And that is, and it plays into the philosophy of how we're playing, that Erdegaard has applied more pressures, mm. like closing down the opposition while out of possession, than any other player in the Premier League this season. 253, okay? He's the only player to have made over 100 in both the middle third and the attacking third, which tells you, you know, last week we were talking about, oh, he's not been assisting as much and, you know, he's kind of changed his way of playing, but we appreciate how much he's doing off the ball and what he's doing. And it's, you know, he, he's basically Arteta on the pitch, isn't he? He is such an embodiment of what Arteta wants from this team. And I look to that and that's what gives me a lot of confidence is the way, the philosophy of, yes, it's more conservative. You know, they're working a lot harder off the ball. We're in a much more structured, ordered format than, than we were last year. It, it does put a bit more pressure on taking the chances when they come because we're not creating as many chances. But, but does it not... <sighs> give you confidence that the chances will by nature of the way we're playing increase. I don't think we're going to see this drop off. I think the fact that we've got these this low XG, I think that's a bit of an anomaly. I think that will increase. I can't see it continuing in the same way that I can't see Spurs carrying on doing so well with such a low XG relative to where they are. They're, they should be seventh, by the way, according to your Opta Super brain. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they should be a lot lower than seventh if it was according to my super brain <laughs> they should be in the Beza Homes League yes exactly there you go yeah for the, for the older listener <laughs> we're playing at 5.30 on Saturday Spurs don't, don't play till Monday evening so a, any win for us guarantees us top spot until Spurs play mm. oh, a draw for us is it takes us top obviously I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the table, to be fair. So I don't know if like Liverpool win. Do they go above us? I have no idea. And they're playing Everton. Uh, Liverpool, yes. If they win by more than one, they go above us. Right. Other games then. Liverpool-Everton. Merseyside derby. Sat Liverpool. Ho home win, surely. Yep. Uh, City home to Brighton, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. I'm going to... I'm hoping for a draw on that one. 
Right, I'd love Brighton to win that game, but Rodri's back. I I can see nothing other than a, a home win, City home win, and probably quite comfortable. I did watch Brighton get absolutely pummeled by Aston Villa. So I, I'm i not quite sure how to read Brighton this season. I know mm. they're like the, the great entertainers. They've been involved in more goals for and against than you know combined than any other team. I take heart in the way they dismantled Man United uh, at Old Trafford. I know that's not saying much, but... Yeah, Stevenage could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Stevenage B team. That's in the, true, yeah. In the Rumbelows League community Under 12s, yeah, yeah. yeah for the Rumbelows <laughs> Shield, yeah. Uh, Newcastle Palace. Newcastle at home to Palace. 8th v 9th. It's got to be Newcastle. Yeah, definitely, I think, home win. So worth 5.30 on Saturday, but then after us is Man United away to Sheffield United. God, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I can't see anything, unfortunately, but a, a, a Man United win on that one. I think Sheffield United under the floodlights, Bramall Lane, <laughs> narrative. Really? Yeah. Are we, are we going Bruno for what Fernandes we want to... or are we going for what what's really going to happen? That's both in my case. Okay. <laughs> um, and the Spurs at home to Fulham. I'm, I can't wait for Spurs to start getting some tricky games. Spurs at home to Fulham on Monday night. Yeah. It's a home win. I know Fulham drew with us, but... Although Spurs did labour against Sheffield United at home, didn't they? And needed two very late goals. So you never know. They laboured against nine-man Liverpool as well. Yeah. I know you've alluded to the fact that they should be seventh, but their wins have all been against the bottom four, I think. Uh, And obviously Liverpool against nine men. And who else did they beat? United, a very, very poor United, who actually could have been leading at half-time in that game. Mm Mm-hmm. And Arsenal women play away to Bristol City on Sunday evening, 6.45 kickoff. So I'm assuming that game's on the telly as well. It really is a great opportunity for Arsenal to kick on after their late win against Villa last time out because Bristol City are rock bottom, zero points from three games, having scored three and conceded 12. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of the ideal You'd like opponent, to think. really. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they have to win that game and win that game comfortably with a real confidence boosting, like three, four, five nil margin would be nice. There, there was news of Miedemar being part of the Holland squad, but it may have been just as a kind of part of her rehab rather than a, an indication that she's ready to. I think you know. she's close. I don't know what her when she actually picked up the injury to see how far along the lines we are there. Because uh, uh, who was it last week? Beth Mead, um, 11 months out. Mm. So I don't know when Miedemar p- picked up her, her yeah, yeah. injury. These ACLs are quite common, unfortunately, in the women's game. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but the fact that women don't have boots that are tailored for women to play in is just absurd when you think that the game is now professional and we're getting 40,000 people coming to see it and popularity of the game. Obviously, women are built differently. They need to have bespoke equipment. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it was an ACL injury. I've just checked it. Was it a full-on rupture? Was it one that needed surgery? I, 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 I can't read and listen to you and think of what I'm going to say next all at the same time. So <laughs> You're such a bloke. I can't multitask yeah. if, if, if one of those things is breathing. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll reconvene on Saturday evening, hopefully for a, another basking in the glory of uh, another title-defining away victory at a top six rival. In the meantime, enjoy the next two days. 
and obviously enjoy the game and uh, we'll see you again cheerio that's top 11 rival isn't it ah <laughs> indeed <laughs> sorry <laughs> now goodbye see you Chris <laughs> bye The North Bank, an Arsenal podcast. Subscribe, rate and review on your app and find us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at NorthBankPod. Email hello at thenorthbankafc.com and check out our website, thenorthbankafc.com. Produced by The Podcast Company. It's not a good look for a (laughs) podcast producer, is it? (laughs) Sorry, the internet's gone down again. Oh.